it done. Uh, all right. Uh, let's bring up your next comedian. Where I see him back there. Damn, Dan, are you ready? What? Uh, I believe he might have been a diminutive boy uh, that might have been made fun of for his non-large size. I'm just guessing. Unless you were like this tall since you were seven. I don't know how that works. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Aganaga. Yay! It's a funny story. I used to be 6'4". <laughs> it's, it's, something happened. I don't know. Uh, no, but thank you very much, Pam, for that intro. Uh, I love it how you say my name correctly. I think you're the only person who could say my name correctly. It's Agi Naga. Agi Naga. Kind of sounds Japanese, right? A little bit, right? The weird thing about that name is some people even expect to see a Japanese person after they hear that name, which once made for uh, quite the awkward job interview. This actually happened. Yeah, I guess HR didn't do their homework, thought they were going to be interviewing someone Asian, and then I show up, and they realize they're interviewing someone lazy. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm Caucasian. Uh, I'm very Caucasian, I've, st I've started to realize. Like, I'm like water polo white, you know? Like, I look like someone put a water polo player in the dryer. Like, essentially, that's, that's essentially what I look like. Now, speaking of that, um, this happened to me last week in Oakland. I work in Oakland, and I was walking on the street, and a kid points to my face and goes, yo, you got the face of the Stanford rapist. Can you believe that? He thought I was still in college. <laughs> still got it. Little cutie was just paying me a compliment. No, I am very young looking for my age. I'm 33 years old. Pam, you think I look like 23 or something like that? And it translates back all the way to high school when I was, so I'm 33, I look 23, so when I was 13, I looked like a fetus, I guess. <laughs> that was actually my nickname in high school, no joke, it was fetus. Yeah, I was so little, I was five foot one, I weighed 97 pounds, and about 96 of those pounds was all in my head. <laughs> I had a really big head, my head hit puberty before my body, I looked like a walking lollipop, it was awful. Uh, I looked like Mr. Garrison if he was shorter, yeah. Um, and it was uh, it was tough. It, it, I miss those days, though, when bullies would, you know, say mean things to your face. You know, now you don't have that anymore. Now they're just hiding behind a screen. <laughs> you know, the good old days. Yeah. Bullies made fun of you for weird things back then, obviously for what you looked like. But also, I don't know if anyone relates to this, bullies would make fun of you if you didn't know about something. Because Google didn't exist, right? <laughs> Seriously, and usually it was always like slang related. I remember my, uh, this bully named Lori Yates, that's his real name. Uh, he went up to me and he, he totally fooled me. He goes, hey Dan, you're not straight, are you? <laughs> and he said it like that, right? And so he set me up and I was 12 years old. I didn't know what straight was. I was like, no. He's like, <laughs> you're gay, you're gay. I'm like, <laughs> I just like wanted to kill myself after that. Back then, yeah, nowadays, if that would have happened, I would be like, excuse me, Lori, I have to go to the bathroom. And then just look up what straight meant. <laughs> Come out and be like, hey, Lori, I am straight. I'm straight as a motherfucker. And then just been done. All right, let's move on from that. Um, no, so uh, I'm uh, what you would call a late bloomer. That's, that was what kind of was responsible for how I looked in high school. Uh, I feel like late bloomer is just a nice way of saying your body is lazy. You know? Because, like, I didn't want to be a late bloomer my body decided to be a late bloomer. I wanted to grow pubes, if it was up to me, I wanted to grow pubes when I was like six, but 
And I think the reason why my body held back for so long is because it knew once I'd hit puberty, I would just like abuse the shit out of it. <laughs> right? Because think about it. Like before puberty, that's like the honeymoon period between you and your body, right? The worst thing you could do to your body before puberty is like what? Scrape your knee from playing outside? Now, after I hit puberty, I, you know, fill it up with drugs and alcohol and fucking yank on my pecker for probably twice a day. Yeah. Yeah, if my body and I were in a relationship, it would have left me a long time ago. Yeah, when I pulled out the Purell to jerk off with, I think that was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, that actually happened too. I was like, eh, hey, it's wet, it'll be fine. <laughs> nope, felt, my dick felt radioactive. <laughs> Yeah, it was like if Spider-Man got bit on the wiener. Uh, anyways, yeah, my lazy body. Uh, there was um, a pro, though. I, so I hated going through the awkward phase. It was really painful for me. Uh, but about five years ago, uh, I kind of got over it, finally, because there was an article that came out in the New York Post about a priest at a, a prestigious Catholic school in New York, that's where I'm from, uh, who molested a bunch of kids for decades. And this priest... I know this priest very well. I was actually an altar boy at this school. We had hung out a bunch of times. And guys, during those two years I was an altar boy, not once did he try to fuck me. Not once. So, my awkward phase saved me from getting molested. That's how ugly I was. I was so ugly, the pedophile looked at me and goes, mm, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's let, let him develop a little bit. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, man, I was obsessed. With, so I was a late bloomer. All my friends, like, their bodies were just like, yeah, pew, 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 pew. And, and my body was just like, mm, snooze. Uh, and it sucked, man. I remember, like, when I had, like, a little... Does anyone watch Big Mouth, the show Big Mouth, right? Like, I'm, like, basically Nick, like, that character. Right? Like, I was obsessed. I wanted pubes so badly. I remember when I grew, like, two armpit hairs, I would, like, lick it. So it would look like it was like four armpit hairs. <laughs> oh my God, this is all too real, Pam. Thanks for having me. Uh, and uh, no, and pubes. I, I wanted pubes so badly. Like I remember, like when you when you're pubeless, you just see the world differently. <laughs> you do. Like so, I remember a, a very specific example. I went to a baseball game, and I remember I had to go pee, so I went to the urinal. And I think guys will understand this in the audience. You know how there's like always a healthy garnish of stray pubes like on the urinal? <laughs> Girls, do you know this? If you don't know this, basically pretty much every single urinal in the world has like a patchy like, like guy from the mission beard. You know what I mean? <laughs> and nowadays I just see that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna piss and move on with the rest of my life. But back then, I was sincerely amazed. I looked down at those pubes and I was like, Jesus Christ. People are giving these away? <laughs> Broke my heart. <laughs> Thought about taking a couple, but I didn't. Oh. <laughs> this has more awes than laughs. Um, but I, di I did finally hit puberty. Spoiler alert, I'll have you know. And uh, I trim now, not to brag. And uh, hit my growth spurt too. That was a big thing for me. Now I'm a whopping five foot nine inches tall. Or as a lot of ladies put it, ooh. Almost. <laughs> yeah, five nine's an interesting height, I think, for a guy, because I don't really feel like I've belonged, ever belonged to a height group, you know? Like, the talls never really accepted me. Neither did the shorts. 
And that was my safety school too, that one hurt. Yeah, no, it wasn't accepted by the shorts either. I'm just sort of this like weird in-between. I'm like a vertical orphan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think if there was ever a war between all the tall people and the short people in the world, I don't know where I would fall under that, like what side I'd be on. I'd probably be the referee. You know, I'm like the vertical equivalent of Switzerland. And uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun to ref a war. Uh, I just, I don't know, whenever I see referees, they look, aside from like the crazy parents who give them shit on the field, like I think refs, it looks like a fun time. It's just exercise and get to, I don't know, it's just a fun time. Like, and I love it when referees at the beginning of a boxing match, they get the two people together, you know? I would love to do that for the tall versus shorts war. I could be like, all right, let's bring it together here. I want a good clean war. Talls, keep the teasing to a minimum. Shorts, no biting. <laughs> okay, just punch with your legs. I don't know. Yeah, I would cheer for the shorts in that war. I just, I feel like they need the win. Yeah, tall people have had it easy for too long. Tall guys have had it easy for way too long, right? Just way too easy. Because they've always been able to attain those hard-to-reach things in life. You know, like shelves or, um, what's that other thing? Uh, pussy? <laughs> tall guys and pussy are just big fans of each other. That's why I always found it so silly when uh, a tall guy joined a dating app. How lazy is that? <laughs> You're tall. The world is your dating app. Just go outside somewhere and stand. <laughs> and then you could left and right swipe women's faces as they walk up to you. <laughs> That's your app. Yeah, ladies want that NBA jizz. Um, yeah, that tag was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, I don't know. Tall people on dating apps, I think it's so silly to me. Uh, I'd be a lot taller if I was on a dating app. I could guarantee you that much. I would. Yeah, no, I would uh, probably boost it up to 5'10", maybe even 5'11", if it's boot season. Yeah. I love boots. They're just like, they're like the spanks for short men. I love them. <laughs> There's so much lift. Yeah. Hmm. Boots. <laughs> What the fuck was I going to tell you guys about? Boots. Oh, no. So I've never been on a dating app, actually. Um, I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm just saying I feel like I'm better than you. And uh, no, I've always, and I, even when I was single, I always appreciate, I always liked going out and like meeting girls at bars. I just liked like that raw dog dating style, you know, like no screen in between us. I'll, I'll end on this with you guys. Uh, the term raw dog, right? It's a pretty gross term. It's, it's really nasty. Uh, and my parents are from Brazil. And my dad, he speaks perfect English, but sometimes he doesn't know some of these slang terms. So uh, I'd say like two years ago, he calls me up out of nowhere and he goes, Daniel, I heard a new word today, and I, uh, I want to know what it means. I'm like, all right, what's the word? He goes, it's a raw dog. I'm like, okay, how'd you hear this? And he goes, my coworker went up to me and goes, Carlos, I raw dogged the shit out of this girl last night. I'm like, that's, he used it correctly. It's very direct. <laughs> and he goes, what does this mean? And so after I finish chuckling to myself, I go, well, dad, uh, raw dog uh, is basically when two people have sex without a condom. And then he's just sort of a little quiet on the end there. I could hear him thinking. He just goes, hmm, when I was your age, we just called that love. Aww. He made raw dog romantic, you guys. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. Thanks a lot. Dan Aganaga, yay! He's never been on a dating app. You can clap for that too. Yay! You you're like a you're like a little, what's it called when no one else does that? 
a snowflake, unicorn, a unicorn, yes. Uh, no, snowflake is everybody melting in the sun. Uh, I'm also, I'm also a unicorn. I've never been on the dating apps, and I find it very silly. And I've had friends who've said, like, well, you know, dating, you need to raise the bar. And then some people are like, no, no, no. When it comes to dating, you need to lower the bar. And I'm like, meet at the fucking bar. Isn't that how everybody does it? Like, that's how I do it. I don't understand these dating apps. Just go to a bar. Yay! I'm an alcoholic, so it's much easier, I guess, for me. Uh, your next comedian, she's so funny. Oh, I know I didn't. I haven't told anybody any list or anything. I've just been like, good luck. You're up next. Have fun with it. Uh, she's so funny, and she's going to have a great time. You guys are going to love her, everybody. Maria DePlutis. Yay! How to use protection. So I am like the token not skinny person here, which is, uh, there, there's no joke there, it's just a fact, it's okay, we can laugh, it's okay to not be skinny. I went and sat here, so the guy behind me is like, great, the one comedian I actually get to see is the one that isn't skinny. Life. Ooh, Look at this though, huh? Weight loss goals. <laughs> All right, I got one for you. Why did the chicken cross the road? Just two people want to know? Let's try it again. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Well, so... <laughs> the chicken was a stand-up comedian, uh, and the chicken had been kind of having a bad day. Like, her, her clothes were a little tight. This isn't about me, by the way. The chicken's not me. Chicken is a separate person. Her clothes were a little tight, you know. She ate a whole burrito. She felt a little bloated. Anyways, uh, she she did a set at a show, and it didn't go that great. And she wasn't feeling good, you know. Uh, so she she walked outside of the place where the set was happening, you know, letting the dust settle on the stage where she had just dropped the bomb, and uh, feeling like an eggshell of a chicken. So she went outside having a cigarette, and some guy came up to her and was like, are you pregnant? <laughs> and then she was like, as she's taking some of her cigarette, no. And then the guy was like, I'd like to come over to my place? So this made the chicken think of her dating days when she was younger. The time she spent on OkCupid, lots of people just posted pictures of their torsos. Like, that was impressive. The torso's like literally the only body part you can't not have. <laughs> Except also maybe the head. You know, you need your head and you need your torso. You could lose any other body part and be just fine. The chicken was thinking about how that had happened to her cousin. Her cousin lost a leg. Just because someone wanted to eat a chicken leg? And he had to live with only one leg. But he lived, and that's the point. Posting pictures of your torso is not that impressive. She remembers she had gone on an OkCupid okay date once with some guy who kept talking about how much weight he lost, and the chicken, who was not in a good mood, 
because she bombed on stage. The chicken felt weird in that situation. And then he kept trying to get her to get dessert, and she didn't want dessert. And then he insisted. Anyways, there was more to that joke, but I don't remember it, so that's what's staying with that. So the chicken, remember, the chicken was just remembering that. The chicken is outside having a cigarette and some guy's hitting on her even though he thinks she's pregnant. And smoking while pregnant, which is like not a good thing to do. The chicken's not that irresponsible. She was just regular smoking. So anyways. You know, she said no. She kindly declined. She thought about what she wanted to do with the rest of her evening. She looked across the street. There was music and dancing, and like all the, the skinny chicks were there. And this chicken wasn't, yeah, she wasn't skinny. She wasn't fat, you know. And then, uh, so she just went to the bar next door for a drink. And, uh, you know, yeah, she went for a drink. She ordered a, a tequila neat. And the bartender was like, what do you mean, you're like, you don't want it with ice? And then she was like, yeah. And he was like, we don't serve it with ice. And the chicken was just very frustrated at this point. And she was just about to lose it. She had such a tough day. She had posted something on Facebook, like a picture of ice cream she was about to eat. And she was like really excited about eating it. And it was like delicious. And then her aunt just posted on it, this is why you're fat. Yeah. Chicken had a bad day, guys. So she didn't need that bartender sass. So she was just like, just give me my tequila. <clears throat> so he did. And she's sitting there minding her own business. And some guy sitting next to her was like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And she hated that pickup line. So unoriginal. Guys just think they're starting a philosophical conversation. It's obviously the egg, because chickens, side note, no joke here, this is a fact, evolved from birds. The theropods became theropods. The birds evolved from dinosaurs. That's what I meant to say, chickens are birds. Anyways, theropods became chickens. It's not a debate. If anyone tries to say the chicken came first, they're probably a creationist, and you should probably stop talking to them. That's not how evolution works. Anyways, she didn't want to respond to that question because it was very unoriginal. So the guy was like, I'll buy you a beer. And then the chicken was like, I don't want a beer. And then the guy was like, why are you trying to lose weight? And the chicken was having such a bad day. She didn't need that. The chicken didn't need that. <laughs> so uh, really she didn't like beer. Beer made her bloated. The guy didn't need to know that, though. She's just like, I don't like beer. So then the guy was like, fine, I'll, I'll get you whatever drink you want. So the chicken ordered a tequila. She pointed at the one she wanted. And then the guy was like, so what do you do? And the chicken was like, I'm a stand-up comedian. And the guy was like, oh, yeah? Tell me a joke. Which is, you should never like say that to a stand-up comedian. The chicken knew this. But the chicken was drinking tequila that that guy bought her. And he didn't know that that was a $30 shot of tequila. So the chicken was like, all right, fine, I'll tell you a joke. So the chicken was like, knock, knock. Yeah. Two men walk into a bar, eh? Come on. Two men walk into a bar, eh? Two men walk into a bar. 
a hookah bar. <laughs> but aren't you glad I didn't say banana? The man didn't like that joke, and he told the chicken that, and the chicken didn't need that. The chicken was having a really bad day. So, uh, so the man left, the chicken stayed behind, she was watching whatever was on the, the bar TV, it was a crime show, and they were describing a witness, they couldn't see the, the not a witness, the, the person who did the crime, and the TV said, this person is five foot seven, weighs 195 pounds. It is statistically improbable that this person is a woman. The chicken was five foot seven and weighed 195 pounds, and she didn't need that. <laughs> so then this other woman sitting at the bar was like, hey, you know, that joke was funny. The chicken liked that. She was like, you know, I, I, hope, I hope you don't feel bad about yourself. The chicken wasn't sure where she was going with this. So then the woman said, you know, I could give you some weight loss tips. And the chicken was like, oh. And the woman was like, oh, I'm not saying you'll ever be skinny like me, but you could be skinnier than you are. The chicken didn't need that. <laughs> so the chicken tipped the bartender, because you should always tip your bartender, no matter how bad your day is no matter how much sass they gave you, because apparently ordering your tequila neat is not a thing. And the chicken went outside. Next to the bar on the other side, she heard there was an open mic happening. Someone else was flopping real bad on stage. Across the street, she saw bright neon signs flashing, tarot cards, psychic. She wasn't sure what to do next. And then all of a sudden, she hears, get out of the way, schmaltz. The chicken wasn't Jewish, but the chicken had Jewish family, so she knew that schmaltz meant chicken fat. <laughs> and she did not appreciate that. So they stared each other down, like they're about to fight. And the chicken was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not young anymore. I'm not a young chick. I don't know if I could do this. And the dude was like, uh, really drunk and didn't want to fight a girl. So they stared each other down, knowing what they needed was distance. Someone had to walk away. But the chicken wanted to fight more. She was like, I've had it. I had such a bad day. She was like, come at me, bro. Let's fight. And he was like, no. And she was like, why? Are you chicken? And so the two chickens stared at each other, knowing what they needed was distance between them. And one of them crossed the street. <laughs> I'm Maria DePlutus, thank you. Why did the chicken cross the road? Schmaltz. I know what schmaltz is. That's good. That's what you make matzo balls out of. You take your leftover fat and you mix it with the... So good. Yay, Maria DePlutus, yay! Uh, your next comedian's gonna be... I don't see... There I see her in the back. Yeah! 
She's so she's so wonderful. Uh, I saw her a couple weeks ago, and she was complaining that she'd lost her butt. And then today she was like, I'm going to tell stories about how I used to be way bigger than I am. And then and I'm like, that's so funny because now you're tiny, and then now you complain about not having a butt. I'm very she's, – she's a very, very funny lady. I always super relate to all of her material and love her very, very much. And I think she's super funny. You guys are going to love her. She's starting her camera right now as I'm giving the – uh, clap amazingly for your next comedian, Natalie Fauzi! Yay! Hey, everybody. I'm actually going to look at notes today because I had to write a bunch of shit about this stuff. Uh, you know, you guys remember when you were fat and you were thin. Everybody's been fat and thin at some point, right? You've been both. Has anybody always been fat or always been thin? Like their whole life? No, right? No. How many people here are over 40? Like, no one. I think just me and her. Right? Yeah, you, you guys, when you get older, like, you start getting really worried about looking thin. Uh, like, I've felt so pressured. I've so pro- felt so pressured. I've actually literally rushed myself into being thin. I burn a lot of calories running late. <laughs> yeah, I have ADD, you guys. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I highly suggest uh, just if you really, you know, just, just don't be on time anymore. Because like rushing is like nature's best diet. Like you literally, anxiety makes you lose a lot of weight. I, I never understood why single people were always complaining that it was hard to lose weight. Because I mean, my plan when I was single, well, I still am, but when I was younger and single, now it's a little bit different. But when I was younger and single, I just, you know, every time I wanted to lose weight, I'd just find a shittier man to date than the last guy I dated. And then I'd make him dump me. Voila, 15 pounds underweight immediately. It's the best way. It's the best way to do it. When I uh, when I was uh, overweight, I remember um, feeling really, really ashamed of this habit that I constant habit that I had. My left thigh was always fucking my right thigh. You know, like you know, thunder thigh, thunder thigh collision. And I was tr- I was always running out of um, you know lint tape because that's what I used to um, hide the evidence. That, you know, that sh- shiny sheen of pilling on your inseam, pilling inseam. Yeah, but when I, when I, when I did, when, when I was finally in a, round, in a, in a room of women uh, and, I, and I had that thigh gap, it felt like I was the capsule inside of a bottle of pills. I always got that look, you know, like, how dare you have a thigh gap? Fuck you, bitch. It's like, well, I, I got dumped like by a guy that was fucking hookers. Does that redeem me at all? <laughs> like, I mean, if I told you it was like the result of absolute misery, would you be like, oh, okay, it's all right. You're allowed. <laughs> I don't hate you now. You're not better than me. You're just, you know, sicker than me or whatever. <laughs> what do you guys think? Haven't you, have you ever, have you ever had like lost a bunch of weight because somebody dumped you? I'm looking at you specifically. I don't know why. I feel like she's, she knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? That's like the perfect diet. Hot dogs and cigarettes. Hot dogs and cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> you know what it was for me? This is fun. Now I'm just like, just going to tell you, share real life. I was dumped. I, 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 I found out my ex-boyfriend was fucking hookers. This was a long time ago. I'm over it, so nobody needs to cry about it, you guys. I, I was like, what? And you know how I found out? Uh, I found his hooker reviews online. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. True story. And I was like, oh my God, it's like Yelp for hookers. Like, this is insane. They should call it incognito.com. <laughs> or I thought, I thought the best name is actually City Whore Share. 
You guys remember City Car Share? That was back then. I'm aging myself. So this was a while ago, and you know what I did? It was string cheese and Cosmos. <laughs> string cheese, Cosmos, and that's it. And I, I just, just like became like this like razor thin person, and I, I figured out all these things that these hookers sold, which was kind of interesting to me because I didn't know anything about this, you guys. And I had to look everything up on inter on the internet because everything they sold was in acronyms. Uh, no joke. Everything was like, one of them was uh, was a GFE. I'm like, GFE, like gonorrhea for everyone? I'm like, no, it's a girlfriend experience. And I was like, a girlfriend experience? Like, I had no idea that accepting that coach purse made me the hooker experience. <laughs> no idea at all. And, uh, and then I thought, like, well, what is a girlfriend experience like anyway? Like, you show up at the door and she's like, where have you been? <laughs> she comes out of the bathroom and, and she's like, do these track marks make me look fat? <laughs> Right, Pam? She's like, I knew she had to get a laugh at you. Uh, you know, or like, you know, she's like, I double booked sushi with my mother. You're just so high maintenance. I'm just going to give you a hand job in the car. <laughs> I saw another one of these. I wasn't planning to do this set, but it's coming out just fun. Uh, you guys seem to be liking it. We've talked enough about people being fat. Let's just talk about dicks and whores. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so another one of the, um, the acronyms that I saw you guys was, was called a CBJ. And I, I read it, I looked it up, it was like, covered blowjob. And I'm like, oh, so Aflac has a policy for this? And if you're not happy, they give you an RIM job instead? You know, covered, yeah, okay. But then I realized, no, this is like a blowjob with a condom on. You guys know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had one of those? No. Did you, did you pay for it? Or did, all, did all your buddies pay for it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I read that, and I was like, wow, you paid for a covered blowjob? I'm like, that just doesn't seem like a very good value. <laughs> it seems like, like, you know, it's like going to Harvard but being in the continuing education program or, or, or taking a honeymoon in Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, that really is. It's, it's supposed to be a honeymoon, but you're in fucking Cleveland. So why'd you pay for it? Uh, she didn't like that. You didn't like that one? Yeah, no, this was a long time ago for me, guys, really, really long time ago, so it, 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 it turned out into being a bunch of uh, really funny jokes. Um, let's see, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, hooker lovers, that was that guy, we called him hooker, I called him hooker lover, an asshole, asshole or hooker, depended on the day, depending on the day. But you know what's funny is I became an expert after looking at this because I could see how much all of these um, things cost. And I was like, I, I totally figured out like how much they charge for each each item. And I was like, oh my God, my rent in San Francisco is like a total bargain. It's like three GFEs and one CBJ. <laughs> so great, like a, like, a, like a Ferrari drives by. I'm like, how many pieces buys that? I couldn't help myself. Um, and I thought, oh my God, you know, it would be so awesome. And I'm inspired by Maria's story. Um, I'm gonna tell a story. I would be so awesome if I could make that kind of money. I was like, that would be awesome. But I don't really wanna, you know. I'm more like dinner and drinks, like dinner and drinks that I'm not going to, I just can't do it. But, but I thought about, I'm like, you know what I could do? I could be a dominatrix. Yeah. <laughs> like I know how to torture people. I work in an office. <laughs> I totally know how to torture people. And I, I thought I can totally do this. I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get, find that guy and I'm, I'm this customer and I'm not going to call him slave. I'm going to tell him temp. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to make temp show up between 6 and 8 in the morning because, you know, mornings just suck. And I guide him to a very gray cubicle 
you know, with the lights, the fluorescent lights kind of like make you look like you have jaundice. I'll just, I'll, I'll step them over to an antiquated computer, hand them a jar of jelly bellies and be like, spreadsheet this temp by color and by flavor. And just watch him go in one at a time. And while he's struggling with his, you know, silly Excel program that can't move and the mouse that can't do anything. And you, you guys know, you guys have been at work, right? It's pure fucking suffering. Let's just be honest when you've got technology that's not working. And then I, you know, fake, play a fake party in the room. You can't go yet, temp. You're not done yet, temp. You hear bottles of champagne opening. You can't do any of it. What makes you think that teal, temp? You're too stupid for this job. And I just walk him into another room and be like, see that Ikea desk, La Paloma? Build it. <laughs> yeah, there's three screws missing. Yeah, I'm not doing you any favors. I think I would be a fantastic dominatrix. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, think I should hire a bunch of temps and like test out the theory. You, what do you guys think? I mean, who doesn't feel like work has you, have you ever built an Ikea piece of furniture, ever? Like, just the directions alone are like fucking hell, right? I think we should torture the world with that. Yeah. Uh, I just want to tell you one more thing, just to be back on the topic of, of being obsessed with my body, like everybody else is. Um, and I did. I recently lost some weight, and uh, I now, I used to have a really nice butt, and now where my butt was really nice is just an extra butt underneath my butt. And so I have like a dimple butt, like a double butt. It, it only happens when you're old. Uh, so there's a downside to getting skinny, you know. Um, but I, I, was, I, I get online and I'm like trying to find all these beauty things and always looking for different ways to look sexy. And I came across actually a really cool drug. This pharmaceutical company um, invented a drug that actually treats the overcurvature of a penis. <laughs> yeah, did you guys know that? I'm like, crooked dick. Hey, that sounds like a euphemism for Harvey Weinstein, you guys. <laughs> but it's just real, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Like, you know, like t uh, tissues get stuck together, so they start over curving. And, uh, and it turns out, and it turns out this, this drug that was invented for men actually also has benefits for women. Uh, they learn that when injected into the asses of women, this drug actually cures cellulite, you guys. It really does. True story. Yeah, I know. I was like, sign me up. I was, I was all over it. I was like, get me in this clinical study. I don't care where I have to fly. I'm doing it. I don't want any more dimples. And, uh, and what did I say about assholes earlier? Uh, and they pucker. Yeah, I want. I don't want to. I, I, yeah, I have a, 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 a fat, um, puckering asshole. And when I watch porn, I get upset because they, they all have tiny, you know cute perky assholes anyway I, I don't like how porn can actually make you ashamed of your ass anyway and your asshole specifically like nobody looks at it but if you watch porn you go god damn it i have the ugliest asshole on earth anyway uh, that was just an aside you guys but i just want to tell you so this drug i was totally into it but i because it was invented for men it, it had some side effects for women yeah one of them was uh you know no sense of direction <laughs> and uh, and the other one was a higher paycheck so I'm still signing up because uh, I still, now I have OK Google to take me everywhere, right? And, and Uber. All right, you guys. I've been Natalie Fauzi. Thank you very much. <laughs> Natalie Fauzi and her puckered asshole. Yay. 
I feel I I always as a child I was a I was a ballerina as a child, and uh, I had a really mean teacher, and I was I was kind of a chubby child, and she would take her little ruler and she'd smack my ass, and she'd she'd be like, show me the ding- dimples in your little fat ass, <laughs> like, because if you if you puck, it's the way that you do your turn. She was just trying to help me be a better ballerina. It's okay, it's okay. Actually, when I was 12, I had my first trans moment. I was kind of a the stocky little girl. I was a mediocre girl ballerina, but I wanted to be a professional ballerina. So my only trans moment when I was 12, I was like, let me play the boys' parts. <laughs> like all the boys are just such, they were like worse than mediocre ballerinas. Like they had sickled feet and they couldn't even do a double turn. I was like, just let me play the boys' part. <laughs> It'll be accepted finally for the size that I am. Anyways, I... We can look, anyways. I, I, I applaud Mo, that cunty bitch, when I was a child, because I think that when, you, when you're a ballerina for 23 years, then you're 44 and you're like, oh, look, I'm still the same size. So thanks, Mo. I hope she's dead. She was so mean. <laughs> she was so awful to me. She'd hit me in the ass all the time. Come on, little fatty, show me the dimples in your ass. Oh, I was 10. Your next comedian. <laughs> I'm trying to make the show be like therapy for me and sort of funny for you, so it might not always be funny for you, but it's still going to be therapy for me, so I'm going to feel really good about it and listen back and be like, I worked through my issues. <laughs> I feel so much better about my body image. Your next comedian, I'm so excited. He is so, so funny. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Kay Chang. Oh my goodness. Thank you. There is, was there really a, a, a cure for a curved penis? Oh my God, my dick leans further to the left than Bernie Sanders, y'all, that's... If you're not laughing, that's because you love Trump, that's the, uh... This is cool, Pam dressed up as a cheerleader today, for you, for you. Give it up for Pam, for dressing up, just for you. This is just like that episode of Friends when Rachel uh, dressed up like a cheerleader, Uh, not because Pam is Rachel, but because it's all white people in here. That's why it's like <laughs> friends. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's all right. Yeah, yeah fuck, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> you're like, there was like one black woman in season nine. The, like Nine years in New York City, they finally found somebody black in that. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Uh, this is cool. This is cool. I'm a skinny dude. <laughs> I'm so skinny. If I had sex with a woman as skinny as I am, we might start a fire. (laughs) This whole set is just me talking about how insecure I am. Uh, I got a long ass neck, look Look at this long ass neck, look at that. Uh, My my dating profile says I'm 5'10", but that's like 30% neck, all right? Uh, I have been told though that I have a nice smile, see? Yeah, yeah. Unless I turn my head, then I look creepy. Watch this, watch this. <laughs> and now you're like, well, why don't you just turn your head faster? You won't look as creepy. Okay, I'll do that, I'll do that. <laughs> Can't help it, I'm still creepy looking. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I got, I got a dating app. I, everybody's doing the online dating. Everybody's using the OkCupid and the Tinder. I'm old-fashioned. You know what I use? Good old Craigslist. Yes. What? Say that again. What? That is so... 
Oh my god, that means this joke is outdated. Should I fucking still do this joke? Wow. That was the best heckle I've ever had in my fucking... <laughs> I wish this would turn into like some great comedian story where I destroyed a heckler, but she just like factually corrected me. Damn, okay. All right, have a good night, y'all. That was, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. I'll do the fucking bit, I guess. Uh, I use Craigslist because I need a girlfriend and you need a futon. Hi, I'm here about the futon, sure thing, but first, I made dinner, or I got this gift card to Olive Garden, and it's got seven bucks left on it. That joke would have been so good if you hadn't fucking <laughs> actually corrected me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I don't use the, the Craigslist. I've been uh, frequenting my local library. It's, uh, it's what I do for women because librarians are super sexy. Oh, my God. I got this fantasy where I'm at the library and, uh-oh, uh -huh, my books are overdue. How am I supposed to pay these late fees? Mm. And we'll be getting it on right in the middle of the reference section. And she'll be like, oh, oh. And I'll be like, shh. <laughs> the joke wasn't directed at you. You just happened to be sitting right there as I was finishing the joke. And you happened to look like a sexy librarian. But that's not what I was going for, guys. I picked you for that joke, even though there was two other women wearing glasses. You just, <laughs> you got that librarian vibe. Uh, the reference section is the sexiest section. A lot of people will tell you it's an adult nonfiction. Not true. That's where you want to go if you want to get your freak on, right? But if you want to really want to make love Titanic style, you go to the reference section. Trust me, I've done the research. Where did I do the research? <laughs> on Google. Where else do, where else do you do research? Come on, y'all. <laughs> uh, so I'm a, I'm a skinny dude, but I'm not unhealthy. I'm in fantastic shape. If I took my shirt off right now, you'd be like, whoa, this dude is cut like fresh grass. Oh my God. He is cut like taxes for the wealthiest 1%. Oh my. <laughs> Maybe San Francisco is not the best place to do a one percenter joke. There's <laughs> a couple one percenters in here. Yeah. <laughs> One more. This dude's abs are like the earth. Flat. <laughs> All right. Got some flat earthers here. Hell yeah, this is my audience right here. Oh, I will take off an article of clothing for every laugh that I get. That's what I'll, uh, oh, that counts. No, no I'm kidding, I'm not, I'm not stripping here. Uh, is it, once you get in shape, like, you always look for an excuse to take off your shirt. Like, dang, it is warm in here. I need to take my shirt off. <laughs> Shit, oh, I spilled a drink on myself. I need to take my shirt off. Oh, shit, is it Kwanzaa? I need to take my shirt off. <laughs> if you're not laughing at that joke, you're racist. That's, uh... How it works. Uh, I was uh, not always this handsome pile of man you see before you. 
Uh, thank you. Uh, I was I was a very ugly teenager. I was a skinny kid, skinny Asian kid with very long hair. I had hair way down to here and as poofy as an afro. I looked like it looked like a, a lemon lollipop that fell on a barber shop floor. That's that's my grossest joke right there. That's a uh, uh, but it was okay. It was okay. I, I didn't mind. You know, it was like. I was an ugly kid, and, and now I'm a be little bit better looking. I realize that it doesn't, handsome men can do the bare minimum and get credit for it. Like if a handsome dude posts a picture of their nephew, girls will go, oh my God, he is so great with kids. What a role model. If you were an ugly dude, you gotta save an orphan from a building, like a burning building. Even then, women will be like, why is he touching a kid? That's hella creepy, right? Everybody's wondering, like, how come we're just now mad at R. Kelly 20 years later? Uh, because he's balding and doesn't have abs anymore. That's it, guys. I'm just saying, justice is coming for Chris Brown in like 20 years, okay? Just wait, Chris Brown. <laughs> It's just, and I, by, by the way, like men are shallow too. Don't get me wrong. Like if I was a pretty woman, I wouldn't even learn how to read. I would just have men buy me shit. Like we're really dumb. Like we're really dumb. But women are shallow in that they don't know that they're shallow. They'll lie to themselves. Like a hot guy will... Say like a hot guy knows a lot about you, well then, he's sweet. But if an ugly dude knows a lot about you, he's a stalker, right? If a hot guy uh, is an asshole, then he's a badass. If an ugly guy is an asshole, well, he's just an asshole. Uh, I don't have a punchline here. Now I'm just ranting. This is just, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, all right, I'm done talking about my uh, body issues. Let's talk about some other people's issues. Uh, I have a girlfriend, the dating app. Jokes I wrote when I was single. I, I was funnier when I was single. What can I say, guys? It's just this is how it is. Uh, love will really kill your comedy career. So, anyways, my girlfriend, uh, she has eczema. She's very allergic to shrimp. Here's the problem: shrimp is delicious. Uh, I love shrimp, and so if she eats shrimp, she gets a rash. And I know this, uh, and I don't want her to get a rash, but I ain't about to tell her what to do with her body, I'm not Congress. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But I also know that if she eats shrimp, then she's not gonna wanna have sex later because a woman needs to feel sexy in order to have sex. Men don't need to feel, we don't need to feel. That's, we're just. <laughs> We're good. If I was in a coma, I'm still down, you know? <laughs> like, bring it on. Uh, so yeah, I have a girlfriend. We did not meet at the library on a dating app. It was actually a Southwest flight. Yes, I was in group C. Some of y'all know, yeah, see, exactly. Some of y'all know what that means already. Uh, group C means three things. One, uh, I waited till the last second to check in. Two, I'm probably getting a middle seat. Three, I do not have my life together. <laughs> group A people got their lives together, right? Group A people know what the word fiduciary means. <laughs> group C people laugh when we hear the phrase penal code. 
All right. Got some Group C people here. Hell yeah. <laughs> group A people eat fancy foods. They eat charcuterie and caviar and vegetables. <laughs> group C people have a favorite flavor of Hot Pockets. <laughs> group A people got a 401k and a retirement plan. Group C people are paying off student loans for a degree we did not finish. <laughs> okay, the last joke hit close to home for some of y'all. <laughs> Suddenly got quiet. Uh, so yeah, she, I was, uh, she was, she's a group A person, right? She got the window seat. I was in group C, so I got the middle seat next to her. She knows I'm group C, like I'm not hiding anything right here. Like she knows I don't have my shit together. Uh, but here's what I did, here's my line. And by the way, it's a lot of pressure to fucking hit on somebody when there's another person to your left of you, like, okay? <laughs> like, and if I get shot down, like this is, it's a four hour flight to Albuquerque, okay? I cannot <laughs> enter New Mexico on a note of rejection. So I gotta make it tight, right? So what I did was I looked at her bag and I said, oh, you pack light. She just had a purse. She's like, no, actually, uh, I, I, I brought some luggage with me to carry on. Do you have any baggage? And I, in my head, I'm like, I have so much baggage. <laughs> <laughs> But instead, what I did was uh, I opened up my backpack and I showed her the 10 pounds of stir fry that my mom had packed for me. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Asian kids and Jewish kids get this joke. <laughs> and if you are an Asian Jew, you have snacks on you right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then I, uh, I asked her out and uh, we, we, we went out and not to lunch because obviously my mom packed a lunch for me. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's been going well. We're about to celebrate two years this month. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna boyfriend the shit out of her. You guys don't know. I'm, I'm gonna fuck that shit up, right? I'm gonna romance. I'm, I'm romantic as a motherfucker. You don't know, man. Uh, I don't have anything planned. Not really. <laughs> if you have ideas. This is really why I'm doing this show, is because I am out of ideas. Uh, we went and saw Beyonce last September. Yeah, well, like, at a concert, not like we didn't meet and, yeah. I, I just feel like I should be good for like the next five years. Do I have to do anything? All right, <laughs> good. Uh, we're, we're boring. We're a boring couple, and by the way, like, that's not a bad thing. I like being boring. We bought uh, a dehumidifier. And oh my God, I have never felt closer to another human being than when I am emptying out this dehumidifier. It is just, there's so much water and we pour it into the sink and it looks like that, like the fucking waterfall in Jurassic Park. It's just beautiful. Okay, I guess you guys like moisture. Okay, this is a moisture crowd. I see how it is. Um, <clears throat> how long do you want me to go? Keep going? Or? Oh, really? Fuck, this is my Netflix special. You guys are just... <laughs> oh, shit. Too bad, I just bumped you. This is... Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, I'll just start over. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Of course, she will be standing to the left, to the left, when we... <laughs> Hold hands. All right, I'm gonna try to, we're gonna 
take a step back from all this. Uh, this is my idea for a Beyonce-themed vegetarian restaurant. Menu items include all the single lentils, <coughs> tofu the left, and say my grain. There you go. Uh, let's just all agree that Destiny's Child songs are basically Beyonce songs, aren't they? They should have just called that group Beyonce and her summer interns. <laughs> oh, this, this this comes with a bonus joke. And to drink, we will be serving lemonade. There you go. Your groans make me stronger, okay? If you don't like puns, you're going to hate the rest of this set, just so y'all know. Uh, okay. How am I going to close this one out folks uh i do have i i, I first off I'm, I'm 33 years old uh i know i look young i could pass as a pokemon trainer i get that <laughs> guys uh i still get pimples too oh my god my face is so oily the u.s wants to invade it that's uh okay <laughs> this is a trump crowd jesus <laughs> Uh, I do, uh, here's why I want to end it, is one, celebrating Pam's dope-ass socks. Uh, but we lost somebody very, very near and dear to us. I'm a nerd, uh, like comic books and video games. I don't, I don't even need to say that. Y'all can just look at me and be like, yeah, this dude likes comic books and video games. Uh, but yesterday, Peter Mayhew, the actor who played Chewbacca, died. Uh, so I just, instead of a moment of silence, let's just all take a moment of ing. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Uh, not all of you can roll your R's. That's just what I learned in that bit. It is mostly white people in here, so uh, we'll take that one. Uh, Pam did a, a really, I don't, you guys came in, you didn't see her stretch. It was really cool. Like a, the leg stretch thing. I'm not going to try it, but I'm going to try to, I'm going to show off my yoga pose. This is a... Uh, this is a, a great thing to do for radio as a yoga pose. Here we go. All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. KJ, everyone, that was amazing. I learned how to do that as a kid, but I thought it was gymnastics. I didn't know it was yoga. That was crazy. That was awesome. You're still old and you can do it. Here, I'll show you my trick. This is the thing. So I know that I'm old when three things happen. One, I don't fit into my cheerleading costumes anymore. That means I'm old, number one, because this is from 1991, and it's, you know, okay, I'm 44. Two, I can still do this. See if I can. I'm going to use this as a little balance. Look at my pubic hair, too, while I do it. Okay. Okay. So I can do that too, and I can also do cartwheels and handstands. So I can do four things, yay! But whenever I can't do those things, I'm like, I am old, uh-oh. So I hope that I'm like 70 and I'm still doing cart cartwheels and handstands, and small children are confused everywhere. <laughs> you just have to keep, the, the one thing that's gonna make you old, you have to stay flexible, honestly. All the old people die because they break their hips, they fall down because they're not flexible anymore, and then they trip and fall. Just, you young people, you don't even know, just keep stretching, flossing and stretching. Flossing and stretching are going to save you. Seriously, flossing and stretching. It's like the weirdest. No one's going to make you floss, but like you really have to floss. <laughs> <laughs> 
Although when the apocalypse happens, I'm really excited because I'm going to take all the leftover floss that no one used and I'm going to make it into tiny nooses and I'm going to trap all the pigeons because pigeon is just another word for squab and the French eat squab and the Egyptians eat squab and I'm going to have tons of squab. I'm going to be living large in the apocalypse. I'm going to be murdering squabs. Boom. Everyone's be like, oh, we want one of your squabs. I'm like, yeah, we go to the fig tree and we stuff it with figs and we roast it over an open fire. Yes. We're going to be okay in the apocalypse, everyone, because I was a Girl Scout too. I wasn't just a cheerleader. Your last comedian of the night. What a pleasure. I actually don't know her very well, but you com- she, she contacted me because she was like, yeah, like body issues. Let's fucking do it. And I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Chloe Matonis. Wow, thanks, guys. Hey, let's give it up for Pam and her cool skirt. Yeah. And let's give it up for you guys for being here. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, rule of threes, one more. Let's give it up for this beautiful avocado. Yeah. Uh, This was not planned. I bought too much produce this week, and I'm leaving town tomorrow for a week, and this became ripe today. Um, Does someone want a perfect avocado? I do. All right, here. um, It's just, we'll put it, we'll put it there. All hail the avocado. Cool, guys, yeah. cool. Um, Pam, thank you for the PSA about flossing. Uh, I had a boyfriend in college. Uh, he didn't brush his teeth a lot. And I, I asked him, I was like, did, did you brush your teeth today? He's like, nah, but I ate yogurt. So that, that counts, right? <laughs> and I was like, ooh, it's time for us to break up. <laughs> it was two years into the relationship when I realized he thought yogurt was equivalent to toothpaste. I don't whatever. Okay. Um, anyway, hey, guys. So, uh, yeah, I ta- contacted uh, Pam, excuse me, about uh, a month ago about this uh, show because uh, this is something that's very near and dear to me. I've been working through some body issue stuff for like the past decade, I guess. Most of my life, you know, that's how, how it goes. Um, yeah, so I am a little about me. I am a middle child, which means my parents love me a medium amount. Uh, and that was not enough. Um, yeah, so love me, um, so start, let's start there. Um, it's a medium amount. If you're in Starbucks, that's a venti uh, with, with steamed almond milk, because I'm hot and I'm vegan, so kapow. Let's do it, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I am a middle child, and I think I'm in a constant roast battle with my parents. Uh, they are winning. Yeah. I recently, when I was younger, I was kind of weird-looking and generally carsick. I was always carsick for some reason. Uh, and I wanted to prove this to someone, so I texted my dad. I was like, can you send me a photo uh, for my awkward phase? And he texted me back a picture from Christmas last year. I was like... I was like, Dad, what? Yeah, yeah, what a dick. Um, I have a theory that my parents bullied me. I think they tag-teamed it growing up. Uh, my mom cut my hair really short. She told me it was most suitable for my, as she lovingly put it, bowling ball-shaped head. <laughs> and then my dad uh, got me to play basketball in an all-boys basketball league for five years, ages 8 to 13, yeah. Um, yeah, whew. <laughs> I was taller than all the boys because I hit puberty first, uh, so that was a bonus. I was the power forward. <laughs> he nicknamed me White Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> I averaged probably uh, four. Where am I? There's a stand. I averaged probably four points a season, you guys. Now here's the real kicker, though. I was good. I was enthusiastic, and uh, he thought he taught me how to set picks. You know, so I would set picks like this. Uh, <laughs> But I didn't know that this was to like protect the balls that I didn't have. 
Uh, and I, once again, I was the only girl, and I had really short hair. Um, and I just, it was really, I think it kind of fucked with my head a little, you know, being on the brink of puberty and getting crushes on these boys that thought I was a boy. Uh, and I think that's where things got a little weird. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I, so, so I was always carsick growing up for some reason. I was really nauseous, and I think I developed bulimia later on, and I think it was kind of a smooth transition. <laughs> I, I was thinking about, after you contact, you posted about the show, I was thinking about it, I was like, why did I get some issues? And I was like, it just kind of, yeah, there, it just, it was, it was, I was like, oh, close, throwing up again. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so my parents, my parents are dicks. Um, my mom is very wise.